Good to be here tonight. Thank God for the privilege once again to stand and witness for him. You know, I guess we never get too old to witness for the Lord in this walk of life. Now, if you see all my notes here, I can't read the fine print as fast as I can. I let my wife make big notes for me, write it out, copy it, so that I can see the words a little plainer. Good to see each one of you here. I want you to be very much in prayer for me. Don't forget our pastor that's out there on the beach somewhere. I hope he's at church somewhere tonight, and I'd almost bet he is. But I just figured he'd hunt him a place over there to worship because he's like myself. He loves the Lord. And uh, I've known him ever since he's just a little, little fellow. And uh, I appreciate him. I love him. And I love you tonight, and the Lord loves you tonight. So you be much in prayer as we try to witness for the Lord. Before I really get into the message that God gave me, which is part of the Sermon on the Mount, yes, Jesus preached a Sermon on the Mount. And I hope that you'll give me strength tonight to cover a portion of it. <clears throat> so if you're a Christian, you pray for me that God will use me to his glory. But I want to tell you this before we start. Uh, I thought about it while I was uh, getting ready. So uh, I, we thought about that. I, I might want to tell you uh, this. Uh, this life, uh, somewhere, you're going to have life after this life. Your soul will live on. Either you'll live in hell, in the dying place forever and ever, or you'll live in heaven where it'll be joy and peace forever and ever. But let me tell you, the decision is yours. You make the decision. God made it plain for every one of us that if we repent of our sins, accept him as our personal Savior, that we could go to heaven. How? By asking him to forgive us of our sins, repent of our sins, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. I'm going to tell you that before we get into the Sermon on the Mount. So, we'll just put that aside for now and let you think about it. Sermon on the Mount, we're going to start off with uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Now, Jesus did pray the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, as we look at this, the biggest part of it is in the fifth chapter of uh, 
Matthew. And that be uh, the most of our readings. But we have a few in the uh, uh, other chapters, but we'll tell you when we get there. But he said, uh, Ye therefore... Uh, listen. How that we think about it, even as your father were in, in this heaven. He said there that we need to be perfect, even as God is perfect. And we look at that, find that in Matthew 5 and 48, as we look at it. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. You say, well, I can't be perfect. If you surrender to the Lord, is what he's talking about, accept the Lord as your personal Savior and walk. Be obedient to him in what he says, then you'll be perfect. Perfect. But if you don't, you'll not make it. All right. Matthew 6, 24 and 25. He said, No man can serve two masters, for either he will serve uh, one or the other, else he will hold to one and despise the other. So he said, You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammoth or money is one place mammoth is placed but it said God and mammoth in the 24th 25th chapter uh, there of Matthew so we see that there is one way and one way only for you to miss hell and that's to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior this message that he's brought, he's given us. We look at Matthew again, 6, 25. He said, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for life, what you eat and what you drink, uh, ye, uh, for your body, what shall put on? Is there not life more than meat? and body more than raiment. In other words, God comes first in your life if you're a child of God. Tonight we look around, we see evidently God is not first in a lot of, uh, of West Side members' lives because I believe we got more members than we got here tonight plus the visitors that we have. So... I, I believe that we need to repent of our sins, talk to God about it, and those that are not here, pray for them. That God will just deal with them and use them as Lord. We look, as we think about the message that he preached, Matthew 5, 1 through 16. So if you want to go along, he said... And seeing uh, the multitude, he went up into the mountain, and he was sent 
his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Now we're studying to what Jesus preached there on the mount, a portion of it. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed. Now the fourth verse. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be... Confirm it. Number five, blessed is the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You look at it as he is talking these, and we look around all these. He said in the sixth verse, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. He didn't say you might be, but he said they shall be filled if you hunger and thirst after righteousness. But I'm afraid that too many of us this day and time don't hunger and thirst after righteousness. We hunger and thirst after the things of the world more than we do the things of God. And that's not right. That's putting the things of the world before God. The seventh verse, blessed are the merciful, for they shall uh, receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart. This eighth, blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Think about that for just a minute. About seeing God the Father, being there, what a joy it'll be. But I'm afraid only, only a few, according to our thoughts, as the way things go today. But you know, I believe that God's uh, many will be there when he comes time. Those that love the Lord, they'll be there. In the ninth verse, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Was you ever called a child of God? Huh? Think about it. That's a peacemaker to be called a child of God. In the 10th verse, blessed are they which are uh, persecuted for righteous sakes. Only few today. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Only few today are persecuted for righteousness. You know that? Not too many. But at one time there was many that was being persecuted for righteousness. sake. Lots of times over in other countries uh, there are many that's persecuted for righteousness. sake. But here in the United States we thank God that not too many are purchased uh, are uh, for, for righteous sake. Thank God for that. He said, for those is the kingdom of heaven. Look at the verse number 11. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner uh, 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 about you. 
and uh, all manner of cruelty as we think about this falsely, falsely about him. For my sake, think about it. Oh, not too many times. But we need to stand up and be counted even though we are persecuted for his righteousness. Even though we are persecuted for standing up for him, we need to stand up and be counted to glorify God as we look at it. <coughs> In the 12th, 12th verse, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the uh, prophets which were uh, before you. So they persecuted the prophets. Many. Oh, some in Germany a few years back was being persecuted for standing up for God, for standing up for the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe some even today here in the United States. Maybe that's the reason some are afraid to stand up and say, oh yes, I love God. Oh yes, I'm a child of God. Could be. But you know, God's power is greater than, than Satan's power is. We need to remember that. We need to stand for God regardless of where we're at. Whether we're on the street whether we're on, in jail, whether we're out here in church, we need to stand for God. doesn't matter. Because we're accounted to God, accountable to Him at all times. Many today will not stand. They kind of get, well, they don't want to lose their friends. <laughs> if that's the kind of friends you got, you don't need them. You need friends that will back you up. You need the friends that are children of God. You need someone that will be uh, uh, one that you can talk to about the Lord. One that will help you pray for those that don't know the Lord. Free pardon the sin. That's, what, that's the kind of friends we need. Sometimes we pick the wrong ones. But we have to have the power of God in order to overcome Satan and stand like we should stand regardless of how much Satan beats on you, criticize you, or whatever. Stand for God. There where we'll know uh, that we're on the right side. <laughs> There's many today get kind of persecuted a little bit, then they just fall down. They weaken down. Satan got too big a hold on them. One thing you don't want to get in a backslidden condition. You don't want to get that way. I'll tell you why in a little bit. As we think about it. And that's what happens when you weaken down and don't stand for God. You're getting weaker. Satan is trying to break you down. Satan will do everything he can to stop you. I know because I've been there. Amen. Oh, I... I was thinking there a while ago, when I looked back over the crowd, I thought, well, you know, I, I preached to that many when I was having yards uh, uh, revivals. Some of these ladies, I know a couple of them 
knows what we used to have in their yard. We'd have yard revivals. And we'd have uh, a God that's so, so good. He's still the same God today. He's still good. But we have weakened down. We have gone our way and left him alone. We seem like just can't take the, the, the bumps and the hits like we used to. Why? Because we've gone cold in the Lord. That's the matter. All right. Persecuted. Oh, how much. Uh, for great is your reward. Heaven for a persecuted uh, they, uh, that we can look to God and know <coughs> how that we can look to God and know that he's going to be with us. He's going to lift us up if we'll only be strong for him. He'll give us the strength. All right. As we look at that, then we look at the verse 13 there. He said, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Now you think about this now for just a moment. The salt of the earth, wherewith shall it be salted? He said, if it has lost its uh, goodness, What's it good for? If it's lost its Savior for nothing. Oh, listen. To be but no good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trod underfoot of man. And what good is it then? That's a backslider. That's what he's talking about there. Good for nothing. If you've laid down on the Lord, that saltiness, you've lost it. We don't want to be that way, do we? We need to be up and ready when God says go. We need to look and see that Satan is far behind instead of right upon us. So he said, it's good for nothing but to be trodden underfoot of men. <coughs> he said, ye are the light of the world. Think about that now. He's talking about the children of God there. The light of the world. A city that cannot be hid. Is that your life? Is that my life? A light upon the hill that can't be put out. That's the kind that we need to be. Or a candle that is lit, hid behind something, covered up with something. We don't want to be that. And he doesn't want us to be that, but he wants us to be shine to a lost and dying world. Shine, let our light shine for Jesus Amen. that they might see. So we don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. On a candlestick, 
and let it glisten, let it light to all that are in the house, to all that is in the world, regardless of where we're at, whether we're on the street, whether we're in the back alley, whether we're at home, wherever we might be, we are to let our light shine before men that they might see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Do we do that? Or are we guilty of hiding that light? Are we, are we ashamed to admit that we're a child of God? Regardless of how strong the crowd is that we stand in, we need to outshine them. We need to praise God. We need to be like the moon. I'm told that the moon don't have no light of itself. It gives light of the sun. That's what we need to do. We need to give the light of the Son of God. Shine forth. Not to be hid. That the world might see God in us or Christ in us. That we might shine forth there and show the need. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. <coughs> that we might, they might see our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Not glorify us, not glorify me, but glorify God. Let God's light shine through us, not my light cover his up. That's what you do when you get in a backsliding condition. You let the world, you let Satan's light cover up God's light. You don't shine through. So you can't hold to anything. Matthew 5 and 20. For I say unto you that except your light shineth shall exceed the righteousness of uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. If we don't let our light shine, if we don't let Christ shine through us, then we're failing God. We're failing, we're miserable. So if you're here tonight and you're ashamed to admit you're a Christian, you regardless of where, where you're with Christians or with sinners, if you're ashamed that you're a Christian, you're ashamed that you're a child of God, you're not letting your light shine. I want them to know that I'm a child of God. Why? Because I'm responsible. And you're the same way. You need to let your light shine before me and that they might see your good works and glorify the Father. Not glorify me. Not glorify you. But glorify God. That they might want a little taste of that joy. <laughs> Woo! 
they might want to enter heaven one day with you. Because if we get in a backslidden condition, get back into the world, the world looks at us and say, hmm, they used to say they was a Christian. Hmm, look at them, they're worse than I am. Yeah. You're not, you're not letting your light shine when you're in that condition. Please make your life right with God. Let him shine through you to glorify him, not you, not me. Tonight, remember that, that we need to let God have his way. <laughs> As we look at that, that your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. If your righteousness don't exceed that. Tonight, we need to know who we belong to. And as Christ preached this message. You look at that. I go to it every, every once in a while. The fifth chapter of Matthew. And I look down through there and see those things that he says. Jesus preaching. Wouldn't you like to hear Jesus preach? I would. Just think about that. He preached this message to the scribes and Pharisees. Tonight, maybe you want to go home and you open it up and read it and just think about it. Wow, what a message the, pre the preacher, the preacher being the Son of God, the preacher being my Lord, my Savior. Ooh. Wouldn't you like to sit and listen to him? Well, he talks to you. He tells you now in that still small voice, he talks to you if you'll let him. And we need to listen to him. We need to obey him. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. All these others will be added unto you. Let's put Jesus first in our life. Put God the Father first in our life. If we do that, then we can rejoice. Go forth rejoicing. Oh, how, how it is tonight. I don't know your life, but I'll ask you this. If you're a child of God, you stand for it. If you're in a backsliding condition, you need to repent of your sins, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus with a close walk. If you're lost and undone without God, you need to cry out unto him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Ask him to come into your life. We're going to ask for him. Sing tonight. Let us stand. If you're here tonight, and you're out of fellowship with the Lord, I, I, I'd be glad to sit down here on my knees if I could, and I probably would, and pray for you that you get things straightened up with the Lord as we sing. Yes, yes.